Uh, trying to get the sun sound bite. All right, I'm gonna do one too. Hold on, this is a, a bottle. Ooh. All right, I, I guess I'll follow suit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was crisp. Ooh. Welcome to Beer and Loathing, a podcast coming to you straight from the surface of the goddamn sun without an air conditioner, where the only solution to this is drinking ice-cold beers and slinging some red-hot shit with peers who enjoy beers. I'm Pete M. in the grandest of Rapids, Michigan, joined by the slyest of Sam's in Denver, Colorado. Check out our website, beerandloathing.com, or tweet to Sam and tell him how goddamn sweaty your back is on Twitter by tagging our handle, at Beer and Loathing. Today we have Kimberly, a.k.a. ABV Girl, joining us from Portland, Oregon. Well, she she will be telling us about all the adventures she's been on, the brews she's drank, and the views she's seen. Kimberly, tell us what you're drinking, and more importantly, where we can find you on this great tube of interwebs. Oh, hey, everyone. Um, what I'm drinking right now, I'm drinking uh, a can of Fort George three-way IPA. Um, This is a collaboration beer done with Melvin Brewing and Barley Barley Browns Brewing. Wow, they got Um, the triple alliteration going for that one. That's hard to say. (laughs) It's uh, recently released, and it is uh, fantastic, and it's highly sought after, and I am loving it. I'm going to have to look and see if if we get any of that in Colorado, because Melvin just started distributing here like literally a month ago. So I don't know who's uh, pushing the, the distribution more, if it's them or the, uh, the triple B brewery. Um, but that sounds like a fun one. Yeah, I think, well, so far what I see is Washington, Colorado, Idaho, Oregon, and Wyoming. So hopefully. Okay. Well, I'm in Colorado, so hopefully they're not lying to me. Right. It's been done before. <laughs> Hey, they, I, I actually heard recently that Bells is releasing stuff in, in Colorado. What are they releasing to you, Sam? Um, allegedly, they're doing a handful of their regulars like Two-Hearted, Oberon, um, and some of their other mainstays, and then maybe a little bit of some Black Note and some of the more rare ones. But it's nice. for like a two-week period. So I'm still trying to find someone who knows more than me about it. And I have a very good idea of who I need to ask about that. Cool. Does Bells make it up to Oregon, Kimberly? Um, I I don't see it around, but I will say I've recently seen a few events where Bells folks have been in town. Nice. Um, so you know, one offs I believe make it here, or if they do various different events and bring it in. They've been slowly working their way west, and I feel like they've been <laughs> distributing to all the states around Colorado. They're in like Kansas. Uh, I know they're in like California. I want to say they hit Wyoming or something. Um, maybe even like New Mexico, like gone south of us. And uh, I, being how like you know, I was saying beforehand when we were just kind of chatting, how I went to school in Kalamazoo where they're brewed. I always I, I take it personally when they don't come to California or Colorado. I'm like, come on guys, hook us up, help a brother out. <laughs> so, so. Uh, uh, where uh, where are you on the like the social medias and like the internet? Where can uh, people find you out in the World Wide Web? 
Well, a couple different places. So my site is called Adventures, Brews, and Views. Um, it's adventuresbrewsviews.com or for short, abvgirl.com. Um, so that's my website that I uh, try to write on and blog on um, consistently. And then uh, on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, you can find me at ABV Girl. Uh, Facebook, it's Adventures, Brews, and Views. And then I do have a YouTube channel too, uh, but it's actually under Midwest Traveler, so I know I should probably change that. It's I'm also found at Midwest Traveler on Twitter, okay. uh, something I was doing in the past when I lived in the Midwest. Um, but yeah, so that's where you can find me, lots of different places. That's cool. YouTube's our one weird URL too, um, <laughs> mostly because I somehow managed to get – uh, the the beer and loathing channel, and then promptly lost all the the like login information for it. So, oh great, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I know something else isn't going to have it like squat on it. So that's cool. And uh, now we have a different channel name. So it's you know not quite the Tune consistent. Tune is pretty awesome. Though. I, I know I, I'm I'm a fan of it. It seems like a a good way to go about for YouTube. Kimberly, where are you from in the Midwest? Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah, so I grew up in northern Wisconsin, just on the south shore of Lake Superior. Um, and while that's super awesome, um, I split and got out of there really quickly uh, <laughs> when I graduated high school. <laughs> um, I definitely appreciate it more now. Um, but I uh, was in Minneapolis for 15 years before moving to Portland, Oregon, three years ago. So, um, you know, my roots are there. All my family's there. I, I love the Midwest. Um, but needed a change three years ago and came out west to Portland and uh, have always loved beer, you know, and got into beer out here. So, That's Dude, how, is, how is Minneapolis? I've I've only been there one time and I like basically drove through and stayed for a night and really didn't get to go out and see too much. But how how is the scene in Minneapolis? So. The scene is like fantastic now. When I was there, it was just starting with Surly and Fulton. Mm. Some of the laws were lifted, and so tap rooms were starting to go in just as I was leaving. Oh. Uh, but now it's just blown up from a craft beer perspective. And I haven't been back since 2013, so I am going this August. So I'm excited for that because I just want to see what's happening now with all the smaller craft uh, breweries opening up. Um, but in general, I mean, Minneapolis is super awesome. It's very similar to Portland culturally, arts-wise, uh, health and fitness-wise, all that. But, of course, the winters, as you all know, are very brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just yeah. go over that. So. I was going to say, going in August, you have a pretty good chance of it being above freezing. So that, yeah. that's definitely yeah. a plus. Yeah, well, hopefully 60 or so. You know, I'm, I'm going for that. <laughs> Maybe shorts weather. <laughs> yeah. The lakes kind of protect us from the, like the really bad stuff, but yeah. I know being in place, you know, like the, the kind of the more like plain States uh, without the great lakes protection, it can just, those places can just get hammered with blizzards and stuff. Yeah. I met a guy on the chairlift out here in uh, Colorado and he was living in Boulder, but was originally from Minnesota as well. And I can't remember which city it was. I want to say it was more towards the North. And he was saying that people he knew back home, like kids weren't able to go to school for like a week because it hit record cold. It was like negative 75 and like 
basically whether that if you go out for prolonged ex- like periods of time you'll probably just freeze to death I'm like that yeah. is messed up that it could get that cold <laughs> anywhere but and that people would like settle there too. Like this is okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like this is a totally fine spot to yeah. raise a family. I've got cousins yeah. in Min- Minnesota. They they've all made it so far, so it's doable. Yeah. It makes us all stronger, right? Yeah. So uh, was Portland kind of your your intended target then, or when you were like looking west? What made you end up choosing that one, that city, that one? It's so it's so interesting how I got out here. But I actually had um, my sister was living in Vancouver, Washington, which is just north of Portland. It's really considered part of the metro. Um, And was living out here, and so I was visiting for six, seven years before I moved out. Oh, nice. And then, yeah, so, but of course I was in Vancouver and it was always family time, so I didn't get into Portland a lot. But as I was wanting to make a move, you know, I'm very family oriented, and so it just kind of made sense for me to move out here to the Portland area, and because Minneapolis and Portland are very similar, since then my family has moved back to the Midwest, um, which you know was a total bummer. But yeah. it's also one of those things um, that that's the right you know it was the right decision for them. Uh, but I'm staying because uh, I've found an amazing community in craft beer, and all the changes that I made in my career and adventures, brews, and views. And so um, I finally feel like I found the place that I want to call home forever. Um, you know, I'll always miss yeah. my family in the Midwest, but now I get to go back and visit them and do beer travel and explore all the things that are happening in the Midwest. So it's a, definitely a win-win. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's I think that's what I like about I, I moved away from Michigan uh, just shy of four years ago now. And kind of like you, I, I had friends out here in Denver and I just, I visited, I was spending all my vacation time coming out here, like coming to GABF and coming out skiing and snowboarding and stuff. So finally I'm like, you know what, I probably should just pull the trigger and move there. And uh, then I can spend my vacation time going back and visiting everyone back home. And like you said, just having a reason to go and check out other places. And I mean, I love to travel too. And it's, it's always around the beer now, you know, that's, that's the focus. Like, all right, wherever I'm going, there better be some beer. Oh, that is so true. I, I definitely plan um, all of my travel around that. And or if there is no beer or the potential for good beer, then it's sent in advance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I never thought about that. You, you'll ship yourself. You'll ship yourself some beer mail to wherever you're going. Yes, that's yes. genius. <laughs> that's very much. Well, if you can get it there and no one intercepts it, it's it's all awesome. So. <laughs> I literally have never thought about that. That is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use that if I ever go somewhere that doesn't have beer. That's, that's just happening. So I'm not alone when I go to like Google Maps. Like if I'm traveling somewhere and then I know where my hotel is, and then I just type in like beer or bars and have like that hotel focused on Google Maps. I'm not alone in that then. No, no, not at all. Okay, all right, awesome. Whew. No, I, I mean, I really now I really choose my places based on the craft beer scene um, and what's going on there. And if let's say I'm visiting someone for, you know, friends or family or whatever, that is, you know, I just drag them with me, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, right. even a mother who doesn't drink beer. I mean, she goes with me now. And uh, what was it? I think last year I was in Milwaukee visiting my brother and my mom and 
I took her to Brenner Brewing. I took her to uh, Milwaukee Brewing Company. I took her nice. to, well, you know, and we get a flight and I give her a little sip, of course, because, you know, she, she, I mean, she literally doesn't drink any alcohol. And uh, she's like, oh my goodness, I love that one. And so, you know, then I feel like my job is done, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had a similar feeling of pride when uh, a couple years ago, my mom, who was just, she's always drank like natural light, Miller light. I think she got into Coors light for a while, but it was always the light beers. Uh, she finally broke, didn't really break down, but she, she texted me one day all excited she, that she'd had a brown, an, a brown oh. ale and she was, she loved it. And it was her new favorite type of beer. And I'm like, oh, awesome. That's so, actually really adorable. <laughs> I know it's, and it's, it's. We used to make her not make her. We used to have her try all the beers we were drinking. Me and my dad. He, I mean, my dad's not. He wasn't ever a super craft beer guy, but he liked he liked any kind of beer really. So he, I'd bring home these fancy, you know, six packs that cost however much money. He like, well, let me try some of that stuff. And we'd always make mom try it, and she'd just be like, ah, it tastes like dirt. So now that <laughs> now that it doesn't taste like dirt, it's uh, that's it's a point of pride. Yeah. So, how you know you you said you've been in Portland for what three years? Um, how much of like the city have you been able to explore? Like, have you seen a lot of it? I'm not familiar with how big Portland is. I know it's not a massive like concrete jungle like Chicago, New York, or Houston or something, but it's not like a it's not a small town, right? No, not not a small town at all. I think it's it's a little over a million in the whole metro. Okay. Um, but Portland, I mean, Portland is, um, it's a, it's obviously a big city and a huge craft beer town, but it's really, um, I think to me, it's a lot of the values that, you know, I grew up with, which I really love. And it's not, I mean, you can go to all these different neighborhoods and find craft beer, find little communities of people who are just like absolutely amazing and doing their thing around art or whatever their craft is. Mm -hmm. And that's totally what I love about this place. But I will say since moving out here, um, I've explored a lot because that was part of the reason why I made a move. I was working in uh, corporate America for 10 years and basically just working, um, you know, one vacation yeah. a year type of thing if I could. And my thing was I'm going to go and I'm going to do more stuff, right? I'm going to do the stuff that matters to me. I'm going to get out there and explore and hike and kayak yeah, sure. and climb mountains and do stuff that you can do out here. And what better way to celebrate an adventure or whatever it is than having a local cold craft beer at the end of your journey, right? <laughs> what, better, um, what better reward, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, whether that's an urban track here in Portland or whether that's, you know, hanging out in the Columbia River Gorge and doing a hike and, you know, getting a workout in um, and then exploring a brewery in uh, the gorge, uh, you know, that's just what I do now. It's like become my life. That's and awesome. so I've, I mean, we have, my goodness, I mean, in Oregon, it's like 100, 193 breweries and counting or whatever, and we have like 90-some. And oh, God. The Portland Metro, I mean, it is, it's killer out here for beer. And you always have something to do because of the events that surround beer here. And you always have people to connect with. I mean, I have no qualms with going to 
a brewery on my own um, or a tap room or whatever it is because yeah. there's always craft beer friends. And that's what I love about this place. So I've explored a ton. There ha there's not a lot of breweries that I haven't been to. Okay. Um, there, of course, there's a lot of new breweries popping up like left and right. Yeah. Um, but I generally try to go to those, you know, within the first few months and then, you know, to see what they're like at first and then beyond. So, um, the only place that I haven't explored really in Oregon so far is Southern Oregon. Um, but I hope to this summer. Cool. Are there like major cities in Southern Oregon? Like what's, uh, what's kind of down there just, or is it just wildlife? Well, well, I, I'm not totally sure. I think it's a lot of wildlife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's, uh, <laughs> It's uh, Ashland, Oregon, and Medford, Oregon, um, are the two that I think of, you know, right off the top of my head. But there's other ones like Grants Pass and Klamath Falls, um, okay. where breweries are just popping up. Uh, but of course, you can't forget like the Oregon coast. And um, yeah, I knew a guy years just, ago who he went to school out there when I was like barely 20 years old. It was like an old babysitter, family friend of mine. And he, he came back from, uh, I think a year or two. And I don't remember what university he was in, but he was just talking about how awesome the coast was and just how gorgeous it is. Oh, That's just stuck with me for whatever reason for the past 15 years. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's truly remarkable. And I, you know, even though I've been here three years, it's still all new to me because, you know, as you guys know, I mean, we don't have mountains and ocean and everything. I mean, we have the Great Lakes in the Midwest, but yeah. it's everything is still, um, I still see it with that, you know, I'm in awe of this place. And um, the coast is amazing. Um, other beer towns in Oregon that are huge, uh, Corvallis, Eugene, Bend, Oregon. I mean, yeah, this is where, I mean, you can do a weekend or even a night from Portland to Eugene and hit, and I've done this last August and you can, you can hit, you know, six, seven breweries, um, while you're doing that, you know? So it's pretty remarkable. Oh, that's super cool. I yeah. actually had to look up a map of, of Oregon because I, other than like Portland and maybe Eugene, I had no idea what was in Oregon. So I used I'm, to work I'm, with the guy who worked I'm out of Bend. Out. So like he would tell me all the, the virtues of Bend, Oregon. That place sounds pretty badass. Just yeah. in terms of, I mean, it's a small town, but they have. I don't know if they're still ranking up there. Weren't they for a while the highest per capita like breweries per capita or whatever for a while? Just because I mean, their their towns like I don't, I can't remember how small it was, but it was tiny. But they had a good amount of breweries out there. Oh, there's a ton of them. And the other thing is, uh, if you like snowboarding, skiing, all of that. Mount Bachelor's right there. Yes. Um, every year since I, well, two years of the three that I've been out here, they have a huge Ben Brew Fest that is in August. And there's just, I mean, there's so much. And of course, you know, we got hot farms here. We've got all of that you can explore when you're, you know, out in Oregon. So it's just, and of course, Washington. I mean, Washington's just right, right here, basically. And you can go north and explore everything in, you know, Yakima, which is, Okay, the number yeah. one hop growing region uh, in the U.S. As far as I know, I think it's still number one. Um, and I mean, don't even get me started on fresh hop season out here. This is <laughs> it's 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 okay. Oh my goodness! I mean, if <laughs> if you want to come out here, it's August September for okay. fresh hop season, and there's fests around it. There's um, 
breweries will do, you know, obviously limited release of fresh hot beers and it's like the freshest beer you can get and it's, you know, awesome. So, you know, it's become like this lifestyle thing. So I, I hope I can convince y'all. <laughs> oh, it, it, my arm didn't need much more twisting to, to want to come out and visit yeah. Oregon, but I think you've sufficiently yeah. twisted it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And I know there are a lot of amazing beer towns in the U S and, and that's what's so amazing about this community and that the opportunities there are for craft beer enthusiasts, but also the entrepreneurs that make this community so uh, unique as well as just so, you know, awesome. Yeah. Now, I want to ask a question kind of pointed at, like, I know you said there's a ton of breweries in Portland and a lot of them have, or you were saying that they kind of have their own like little niche of their craft, if you will. Are you, like, in your, from what you've seen, are there a lot of like smallish breweries in in the area that like kind of have their own little personalities based on that uh the reason i ask is i'm always comparing places to denver because i've i've lived in grand rapids michigan i've lived in denver colorado and denver has just kind of like what you're saying there's a new brewery opening up every 30 seconds it seems like but what i've been noticing and, and we've had actually some guests on the show is that there's a lot of breweries that are focusing on being like neighborhood sized breweries you know they don't plan to distribute uh, they just want to be like a tap room and be just like a little neighborhood watering hole. And they all kind of have their own little unique kind of niche, little personality uh, that, that uh, you know, makes them unique in their own right there. So I, I, I was just curious if that's kind of something you saw in Portland too because with, you know, so many breweries in an area, what, you know, what makes people go to one over the other and that sort of thing? Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of different things happening here. Um some of them, and I think it just depends on what their goals are, you know, and what their business models are. I mean, I see yeah. some breweries that are simply staying breweries and not even having a tap room, but yet distributing. Mm. Um, I see some breweries that are, you know, having a tap room, distributing, and they're focusing on a certain style of beer, right? Like sour beers or what have you. And I know that there's, uh, you know, a few like that in Denver too. Yeah. So, uh there's the whole gamut really happening here, which is cool because you get to see, especially if you're a tourist to this town, which we get a ton, um, you can kind of see all of them. And, and one of the things that's unique here, and I've worked at several breweries in town. I currently do work at one of the one brewery, but I've worked at a couple in the past uh, few years. Um, people come to the breweries here that they know because of the distribution that takes place outside of this area. Right. So for instance, the shoots, people mm -hmm. know Deschutes brewing. Um, it's they're headquartered out of Bend, Oregon. We have a pub here in Portland and I used to work at the one in Portland uh, for a summer and okay. people, it'll be their first stop, but then you get to be able to talk to them about what else is out there and you guide them to either, the one your favorites or the ones that are in the area they're staying or per, you know, the style that they enjoy or whatever it may be. And uh, it's so awesome because people's eyes like totally open up to what uh, craft beer has to offer here in some of the smaller breweries. Right. But they come because they know Deschutes or they know Widmer, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and that's a pretty awesome thing. So I'm seeing, you know, to your question, I mean, I'm seeing all of it happen here. 
Um, one just recently opened that is primarily focusing on experimental beers, right? Um, there's another one in Oregon that everybody absolutely loves. I don't know if you've heard of it. Called It's called The Guard. Oh, man. I, I haven't heard of that. I feel like I so, haven't. I don't know if I've heard of the brewery, or isn't that a beer style, too? Uh, well, uh, I believe so, but Degard yeah. is in Tillamook, Oregon, and they have come on the scene in the last few years, and I am telling you, they are killing it all of a sudden because they focus on, um, you know, wild yeast and open fermentation, right? Oh, okay. And so they're just... I mean, they just, and they're doing a lot of collaborations, not to mention that they're like amazing people um, and, you know, female owned. So I, you know, love that. Um, oh, yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where you see this happen and you're just like, wow, they just came out of nowhere because they're doing something so unique. And That's then the awesome. people want to collaborate with them. They want to know them. And they literally, I mean, Tillamook, Oregon is you know may have heard of Tillamook cheese but they're it, it's a super small town but now they were this little tap room they built this huge production facility now they're opening another bigger tap room in town and people drive there and it's like in the middle of this open field and like you know as you probably know you're like no one would drive for Lots of other <laughs> industries for that. Yeah, <laughs> no, they won't. They won't make that migration quite as dedicated. No. Uh, yeah, not for IT. No, no right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so lots of stuff happening here, and we're kind of seeing all of it, which is which is pretty cool. Well, that's you awesome. were talking about a, a brewery that does experimental beers. What what kind of um, experimental beers are they doing? Well. Um, and I can't, I can't speak to all of them, but for instance, one that they did was just, I love um, Scotch Ale. So they did a Scotch Ale. They did uh, one that I also loved was, an, they made a beer with um, Almond Roca. You know, so they're doing all of these hmm. beers awesome. that you're just kind of like, whoa, right? Um, they have other things too that are maybe more of like a, you know, a mainstream style, but they're using, you know, varying ingredients. So uh, they basically, and their motto is, which is, which is, you know, I love it's brew, whatever the F you want. Right. And so <laughs> I get on board with that. I like that right? attitude too. And, and their other thing is, is basically, uh, they invite breweries from all over the country and even, you know, locally too, to be able to come in and brew on their system to just try whatever they want to do. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're seeing like, you we're just seeing all of that. They just opened like three months ago, but, or three or four months ago. Wow. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's a pretty unique place to be for craft beer and there's a lot going on. I, and you mentioned too, uh, before, uh, when we were kind of going back and forth, uh, before we started <clears throat> that it's going to be, uh, the Oregon craft beer month in July. Yeah. Because this is this episode will be it's recorded beforehand, but it's coming out uh in July, as it would happen, the very beginning of it. Uh like so what do you guys do for Craft Beer Month in Oregon? Lots of different events happened. Um the one large event is uh and I believe this is the twenty eighth year, I hope I'm getting that right. Um, but it's the Oregon Brewers Festival. So that one has been around uh you know, so many uh, decades now. And that is at the end of July. 
Um, But there's other events that happen and lots of fests, as you can imagine. So the organic beer fest, one they call the pucker fest. So it's a sour (laughs) ale fest. Um, One offset tap rooms. Um, And then there's, I believe they're international beer fest too. So there's uh, fests that are uh, created to highlight, you know, beers from around the world. Um, Another one that actually kicks off the month. Um, is called the Portland Craft Beer Festival. That one's held in our Pearl District, so in a slightly different area than um, the other ones are held in. So there's just like the whole gamut of things going on in July, which is fantastic. But of course, you know, like uh, I, I mentioned before, there's you know you, there's really not a time in in Oregon that something's happening around craft beer because that's just so ingrained in our culture. Here. Yeah, I mean. It- <laughs> I'm with you on that, like, to an extent. You see all these weeks, months, and stuff, and it's like, I mean, do we really need to... I mean, it's good that we have the awareness, but it's like, do we need a specific month to celebrate craft beer? Because I celebrate I it every day. I celebrate yeah. 24-7, 365, man. I know, I know. I, I do as well, so... But yeah, but lot, so lots happening, lots of events, and, and, you know, there's probably always room for more. Um, and I don't know the origin of how that came up as the month uh but uh, definitely a fun time to be uh in oregon yeah no that's <clears throat> excuse me that's that's definitely awesome uh should we get, uh, get into i was just thinking that pete random questions i think so mix it up a little bit kimberly do you feel like do you feel like uh you're ready for some of, of the hardball questions oh all right yeah well, <laughs> This is the real meat and potatoes of this yeah. podcast. Okay. This is this is what this podcast is really about. Everything's filler, and then we then we get to this part. I'm excited and equally scared. So. <laughs> Those are very appropriate emotions. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, Pete, if you don't mind, I'll go first. Please do. All right. So just uh, for uh, listeners, this is the part of the the uh, show where we. If you have not guessed, we ask deeply probing questions, and uh, Pete has a wonderful style that we call good news, bad news, and I I ask some just fairly straightforward would you rather type questions, just so we know that we that we really got to the core issues and really got to know our guests. So um, this is this is a modification of the question I asked a while back, Kimberly. W- would you rather be stuck alone on a desert island with only Kanye West? but also has a magic well that produces any beer you want or in a utopian society that has wonderful people, but only macro beer. <laughs> oh, God. Well, this is easy. Let me tell you. Because, right. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think I could fight Kanye. <laughs> 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 or at least get into um, some sort of, uh, Tasmanian devil like dance with that guy. Um, and so I could put my hands, uh, on that well pretty quickly. Um, because I, I'm not doing the macro beer. Uh, I didn't do it when I was younger and I'm not doing it now. So, um, so yeah, that Kanye look out, man. If you ever find yourself <laughs> on a desert Island alone with Kimberly, there's going to be yeah. some Taz, there's going to be some Taz dancing. 
Yeah, right. I don't know if I, I don't know, would his wife be there too? Because I don't know about that then. I don't know. I mean, so would you like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to hit on this Tasmanian devil thing. Would you spin really (laughs) fast with your fists out? Is that what would happen? Because I I mean, I I just want to like visualize in my head your defensive style against Kanye West if you're doing a Tasmanian. I like them. I like that we just immediately went to fighting Kanye West, and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to try to like make friends with the guy. I'm just going to fight him. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is I always say, um, oh gosh, this is really revealing of me, but you know, like, don't don't cross me because I'll go Tasmanian devil on your ass. But here's the thing. Okay, I'm I'm really not like that. Other than the fact that I don't uh, I don't back down, right? So um, he'd probably go off on some weird ass tangent about blah blah blah. And um, I would just have to do some uh, some quick moves and some twirling around or pirouetting or whatever the hell it is. And um, and he would be so confused he wouldn't he he wouldn't even know where the well is at. So I'd be able to get there. <laughs> I respect the hell out of that answer. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, who is this chick? <laughs> uh. Well, that's. That's ABB girl, and you know, I mean, it's what it is. If you can befuddle Kanye West, that's that's just a massive victory in my mind. Yeah, well, I've here's the deal. I've only seen one interview with that guy, and I don't follow pop culture, so um, yeah, hopefully that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a chance. I think I think that's about as good a strategy as anyone could come up with. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pete, what do you got? Okay, so the good news is drinking beer gives you a superpower. That superpower is invisibility, and every beer above 4% makes you invisible. But the bad news is it only lasts for five seconds for every one ounce of beer that you ingest. Also, it only makes your skin invisible, so to be truly invisible, you have to drink a lot of beer and also be naked. What are you going to use your newly discovered superpower for, and how will you avoid exposing your superpower? Oh my goodness. (laughs) His questions sort of put you on the spot. That's what I like about him, though. I was going to say, I'm drinking uh, a 7.35% beer right now, and and I've only had like a quarter. Um, I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I do like superpowers, though. Um, So I have to, how do I even process this? Good news, bad news. Um, first, I, I guess I have to drink a lot of beer. And out here in the Pacific Northwest, they're all really high ABV. So, got that problem covered. Yeah, I got that covered. Um, and what would I do with that superpower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what would you use the superpower for? And how would you avoid exposing your superpower? So, like, you could only do something. Like, let's say you drank uh, 36, or let's just make it an even number because I'm terrible with math. You drank 40 ounces of beer, so you would have, uh, like, 200 seconds of being invisible. Oh, my gosh. Is Kanye around? (laughs) He he could be. Do you want to go invisible Tasmanian devil on him? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) That might be the only thing I could do real quick. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, 200 seconds is three minutes and 20 seconds. Thank you thank for you that. Because that, 
trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. no problem. I'm, I'm a writer. I don't do that math sort of stuff. I have some um, Rain Man moments where I can pull it together every now and then. But. <laughs> oh, I would like to, well, I, I mean, I got to help somebody. So it's helping somebody with something like getting them a beer that is they're stuck somewhere, I think in a well or in a <laughs> <laughs> important. Why would you have to be invisible for that? Kimberly, why would you have to be invisible to get somebody a beer? Timmy is stuck in a well and under heavy, under heavy cover from <laughs> some oh, secret service. I got it right. Right. I got, I got it now. So they're stuck in Portland traffic. Yes. And I got to be invisible because they're not supposed to have beer in the car. Okay. So we got to, we, is the beer invisible too? Can no, only your skin is. Okay. I'm failing at this question. This Sorry. Is, I'm throwing so many curveballs with this question. No, I feel like you're succeeding because this question is just it's the first I've heard of it. And it's messed up. <laughs> this is, I don't know. I, this is crazy. Who thinks what? Why are you thinking of this question? <laughs> I have way worse questions that I ask. This one's oh, actually no. kind of timid. So, oh my gosh, I don't know. Well, I would like to help someone get something that they shouldn't have, like beer in a place they shouldn't have it. All right, that's all, that's all I got. Fair enough. I think that works. I'll take it. I, it's an acceptable <laughs> answer. You don't win anything, but I mean, it's acceptable. <laughs> You're well, just I just tried harder if I was going to win something. Just, exactly. Yeah, we don't give anything out on this show. Just, so. just take comfort in knowing you're the first person to answer this. So you currently have the best answer. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> and, the, and it all gets better from here. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> no, it really usually doesn't. So. Um, oh, okay. So this 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 one is depending on uh, your preferences. Could be one of the meanest questions ever. Oh my! Would you rather give up beer or give up coffee? Oh God! I knew it. You're a coffee drinker. <laughs> I just went from coffee to cracking this beer. I mean, <laughs> oh my well, um, <laughs> this. You know what, though, this question. Here's the deal. As a female, you have to maybe face this question. More than you would as a man ever, because you know, I mean, potential to have children, you have to, mm. you're gonna have to answer this, right? No, that's fair. So, um, damn it. You reframe this uh, question for me, though. That's, I, I have a new perspective altogether on it now. So, that's right. Because this is a real, this is a real question for women. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a real thing you may have to face. Oh, God. Okay. I, would rather give up coffee, okay? All right. Uh, I'll give up coffee tomorrow if it meant that uh, I could have beer all the time. Uh, but I suppose I'd have to give up beer if I ever had a baby, so that sucks. But um, <laughs> well, you know, I didn't say you had to be pregnant or not. So you know, this is just this is just like you know, if tomorrow someone came up and handed you a piece of paper that says you have two choices. Here it well, is. I mean, well, you know the answer to that. Then I may be B girl, so it would be coffee. <laughs> you're not. You're not the coffee yes. bean girl. You're the ABV girl. Yes, and yes. Let's just break that down. Yeah, I could give. I could give up the coffee for sure. All right. Your mornings would just suck a lot more. As well, would mine. 
can, but I could replace it with kombucha or some herba mate or some sort of something, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I, mean, be, I didn't say caffeine. I did say coffee. Yeah, than I do. <laughs> you sound a lot healthier than I do because I was like, I just drink a load of Red Bull. But I mean, like, the oh, problem oh, solved. No, so. Or Shakeology or some fruity smoothie. Oh, you know, yeah. And, and I, I have to if give. If you drink a lot of beer, and you want to be thin. You better have some other healthy life choices. You know. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. And I do have to preface that I do ask this question as a non-coffee drinker, so I am totally biased and a jerk about asking that, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. Yeah, Sam's immune to the other one. I drink coffee on a daily basis. I mean, I don't even like really function in the mornings without coffee. So no, I don't either. I don't either. And people know not to talk to me before. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. But I can say that now. I couldn't say that in corporate America. But you know, now I can say that. <laughs> right now, you have the freedom. It's the yeah. right. All right, Pete. What else you got? All right, so I've asked this one in, in like, the past three episodes, and it's actually become, like, one of my favorite questions. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so, Kimberly, you have just inherited a magical refrigerator that lets you grab any beer in existence. This can be a beer from the future. It can be a beer from the past. It can be a beer from the present. Rare is nothing. The bad news is, though, every time you grab a beer, an angry Kodiak bear stalks you and tries to attack you for six days. So the first question is, how do you avoid dying? How often would you use this fridge? What is the most creative thing you could do with this refrigerator? And also, what beer would you grab first? <laughs> so many questions. That is too many. That's too many. I need it out for me right now. Um, okay. So. so we can we can narrow it down to two if you want. What would be the first beer that you would grab and then uh, how would you avoid dying? Or getting <laughs> fired from your job maybe. I don't know. One of the two. Oh, okay. The first beer I would grab um, is, okay, so Fresh Hop Beer. It is a Fort George Fresh Hop IPA. And I know I'm talking a lot about Fort George, but that's where my all my beer writing started. So Fort George, Fresh Hop IPA, it is so flipping amazing. All right. Um, so that's what I would grab. Um, how do I avoid dying? Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to say Tasmanian Devil again, but that might be it. Um, <laughs> hey, man, the Kimberly would fight the fucking bear. <laughs> I would. I would you know what? I will go down fighting that fucker. I would. Because, <laughs> uh, but hopefully I got like three sips of beer in before that. Um, maybe I could just offer him the beer. I think he'd be good with that. Maybe we get Kanye back in this mix and you, you just <laughs> toss Kanye in the way. <laughs> like, hey, Dude, buddy. All I can think of is like Yogi Bear. <laughs> I know, right? Offering, offering the bear a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then just yeah, making you know, best friends. <laughs> If we sacrifice Kanye, it'll be all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or you could just confuse the bear. Um, I don't, yeah, something like that, I think, right? Or, you know, I just run real fast. Yeah. I can run pretty fast. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen a bear run, so. Yeah. Kodiaks are pretty big. <laughs> so no, here's the thing. They're big though, so their momentum's gonna take some time to get going. So you know, once they get up to speed, they might 
be fast, but you know, Kimberly might be able to get that that edge from uh, you know the, the the initial like sprint out the gate. I'm guessing there's yeah. gonna be some adrenaline there, so she might have a little extra boost. Yeah, I would. I'd like to see one of those bears drunk. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> because we have, I mean, as you guys probably have, I mean, there's some serious ABV beers out here, so yeah, we could really. We there was actually it. an article on this. Uh, I think like a couple of years ago, there was a bear that went to a campsite and it drank, it like ripped open every other can of beer but the natural lights or like the no, bush lights. No, it, it was bush. It was bush. And yeah, because I remember Matt was going to make a bunch of like pictures of bears drinking Rainier because it was Rainier, I think is what it went for. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Rainier. Yeah. And uh, it Rainier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And uh, the, someone, I think, uh, a porch drinking, I think, just started circulating this again, like in the past week or something. I just remember reading that the oh, bear was maybe that's why it's fresh in my skipping mind. bush. That like, makes sense. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, I've not seen this, but I will say about Rainier, I know everybody's supposed to drink that out here. I am happy to say I have not had one. So, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, not one. No, this isn't even a lie. So I. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. Well, hey, I'll, maybe I'll just. You got to do it. You have to do it. I've even had uh, one, and I'm in Michigan. What? Oh, God. But <laughs> having drank a lot of bush light, uh, unfortunately, when I was quite young, mm -hmm. um, that bear is smart. So <laughs> the, bear know, the bear knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. You might have been trying to do a little bit of uh, spring cleaning with the digestive system, if you know what I mean. Rainier is pretty <laughs> good for that. That's... Yeah, right. he just rolls up. <laughs> thank you for doing the most the most artful euphemism for diarrhea on this show that we I think <laughs> ever possibly had. I, I tried. <laughs> oh gosh! Right? Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, that reminds me when I did a a, a talk recently about. Uh, well, women in beer, I think I mentioned that. Um, yeah. I talked about the health benefits. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> health benefits of beer. And one of them that I pulled from an article somewhere said, you know, basically talked about that, you know, feature of beer. So that was, you know, <laughs> and then like, what? I'm like, hey, you know, there's there's a few ways to stay skinny while you drink beer, and that's part of it. So good old, A good old colon <laughs> cleanse, you know? <laughs> Well, all those herbs and all that shit they do. I've the never heard that as a health benefit, but I'm keeping that one too. That's good. <laughs> yeah. well, it wasn't me. my article. It wasn't my article. But. No, but still, it's you know, people are asking, you know, what are some health benefits? Like, well, you know, got a clean system down there, I guess. <laughs> in the lower GI, everything's operating. The, the lower GI no. is good and exercised. <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Uh, would you rather be able to fly, again with superpowers, or have a magical tap line that serves whatever beer you're currently craving, whether that exists or not? So, you know, if you're like, I want to have a, I can't even, I, I'm not even thinking on a level to figure out what beer, but you just want whatever beer that you can imagine, real or not, or fly. Oh, wow. Those are, those are... That's a hard one. I really want to fly. Um, right? That's 
kind of my oh, thing too. Wow. It's like, oh. Uh. Yeah. Have you ever done that eye fly thing? No, what's Indoor that? Oh, no, but they have they have one down in Colorado Springs and I really want to try that because it look I've seen videos go. it looks badass. Yeah, I did. We just got one in Portland and uh I did it like a couple months ago and it's pretty awesome. Um, and skydiving, pretty awesome. So, I mean, those aren't really flying, but I could do those often. So I might go with the, the tap line. You are consistent as hell with the, uh, the beer selections. And I appreciate that. It's, that well, is... I mean, come on, you know, this is, you know, this is life. <laughs> it's what you moved to Portland for. And so well, why give it up? Right? Can I ask you these questions or no? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, please no, do. We don't, we don't advertise it, but nobody ever actually does. <laughs> okay, so who, which of you is choosing flying? Me. <laughs> yeah. Really? I would absolutely choose flying. I could fly anywhere I wanted to and get any beer that I wanted to. And I would fly as I did it. <laughs> oh. You can't get a DU fly, can you? Come on, that oh man! Oh that my god! Just think about all the beer towns, right? I know. My only question for you, Pete: Would it matter how fast you could fly if you could only fly like five miles an hour? Would you still choose it? I was gonna say. Were you asking me that question? I'm sorry. Can you yeah, remember? no, that was. I was asking you, like, would it matter how fast you could fly? Like, if you could only fly like five miles an hour, and it take you, you know, a million years to get somewhere, even like twenty miles away, would it would it still like affect your decision? That's not flying, dude. That's just yeah, it hovering. is. That's traveling. That's <laughs> well, that's technically, if you're not on the ground, it's air travel. <laughs> well, what? Uh, here's the thing. What about? If you had to choose flying and giving up all beer or the tap line. Oh, oh, oh. oh man. You just consolidated two of my questions, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Give up air travel or beer or have a magic airline tap. That's a really good question. So I could still drink whiskey, though. Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. I do flying. All right. Well, you can I, I, do, I do love beer. I love it so much. But I mean, flying, that'd be so cool. Pete wants to fly. I want to fly. Kimberly wants a Tasmanian Bye. devil, Kanye West. Pete wants to fly. I'll drink whiskey and fly. I'll get a DU, DU fly. <laughs> <laughs> no beer for you, more beer for us. Exactly. 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 Bringing up the supply. <laughs> Simple economics, man. That's good. <laughs> Pete, you got one more? Uh, yeah, I have a few. Um, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I have a few that I could choose from, I guess I should oh, say. I mean, these, oh, these, these are like recycled ones, but okay. So um, the good news is you find a very seedy bar. Uh, I don't know if that's good news to you or not. You find a very seedy bar that will serve you anything you want anytime for free. The bad news is that upon entry and every half hour thereafter, you have to relive the most embarrassing moments of your life as if they're happening in real time. 
would you call this bar home? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, I don't get, I don't get embarrassed all that easily. Um, and I don't know. I haven't really embarrassed myself too much. So, but yes, CD <laughs> is, yeah, is good. I mean, I did grow up in northern Wisconsin. So that's basically the description of every bar. <laughs> dive, um, dive bars and CD bars are, are awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. It. Yeah. Dirt floors, whatever you got. I'm cool mm -hmm. with that. But they have to have the right supply of whatever I want, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd relive embarrassing stuff. That's totally cool. All right. So this is Kimberly's bar then. This is it. Home, <laughs> home base. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to remember if anyone's actually said no to this one. Yeah. We had a couple of people say no. Did we? Yeah. All they right. were like, no, dude, I can't. There are some really embarrassing moments of my life. <laughs> and I respect that. Like I have, I mean, there are some moments I probably wouldn't want to relive, but I mean, for food and beer, maybe you could just water? maybe you could just get drunk and totally, I don't know, avoid even having to remember those moments. Yeah, I don't right. know. I'm not sure where I stand on this one because I've had some embarrassing moments, but I'm also not that easily embarrassed anymore. It's like, I, I don't know. I feel like I would laugh at them even if they felt like they were happening in real time again because... <laughs> I've just moved on from them and you know as long as the consequences of the embarrassing moments because there's been some embarrassing moments i've had that involve the law and i don't need to have the consequences happen again <laughs> sure sure <laughs> I, if i just have to relive the moment i'll be like that sucks but that's cool i don't have to get a i guess i didn't even take that into account because i say they're happening like they're real time so like if you had an embarrassing brush with the law then the law would have to be there but yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> don't wanna, we don't want to muddy those waters. I'm gonna let that one go. <laughs> this, nap, nap, nap. That's that's too complicated. Yeah, that's too much thinking. Well, that was excellent, but uh, I think that was a good way to to cap this one off. So, uh, Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us. That uh, that was a pleasure talking to you today, and thank you for yeah. filling us in on Portland and uh, the Oregon area in general. Yeah, thank you yeah, so much for you. having me. It was a pleasure. I hope you guys and everybody else can come and visit soon. And if you do, look me up, ABV girl, and uh, we can grab a pint together. Yeah, tell everyone Absolutely. where you uh, where they can find you again, just so uh, we get a good bookcase or bookend, whatever that phrase is. That people <laughs> use. <laughs> um, so it's adventuresbrewsviews.com or abvgirl.com for short. Um, but it's ABV Girl on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Adventures Brews and Views on Facebook, and or Kimberly at abvgirl.com. Boom. Cool. Boom. Follow her, see her adventures, and then look her up when you go to Portland. There it is. You heard it first. She'll buy you a pint. She'll buy you a pint. That's why I'm flying out there. <laughs> Wait a minute. I said we'll have a pint together. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, again. Maybe I'll buy you a pint. We'll see how many people maybe, come maybe, out and visit. Maybe she'll do the Tasmanian Devil Dance. Right. That could be true. <laughs> yeah, if you were like, hey, you're supposed to buy me a pint, she'll just do the Tasmanian Devil Dance, and then you'll just... You'll be done, man. Do you think Kanye will come visit me? God, I hope so. If he does, please take he, pictures. He definitely <laughs> listens to this podcast. <laughs> 
Yeah. This seems like something on Kanye's radar for certain. Thank you for joining us on the Beer and Loathing Podcast. You can find us at beerletterandloathing.com, Facebook forward slash Beer and Loathing, at sign Beer and Loathing for Twitter and Instagram, and throwing you a curveball for Tune In, Get Drunk on YouTube. That is our YouTube channel. So come in, watch our videos, and laugh at the stupid shit we do.